Rattler Nation, uh, welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian Fulford, Kelvin Rozier, Kofi Hemingway. It's a pleasure to have on the head basketball coach of our men's program, Coach Robert McCullum, the uh, coach of the year from the MEAC back in the day when we were in the MEAC, a long time ago it seems like, right, Coach? Uh, welcome to the ONG Strike Zone. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Thanks for thanks for coming on and joining us. Uh, well, the the season has officially begun with practices. Give us a sense of uh, how does it feel to actually have the season starting? You're actually able to get in the gym and have practices. Uh, just just share a little bit about your emotions. Well, that, I guess that's a great way to pose that. It, it's always uh, uh, enjoyable. Um, I would go so far as to say it's uh, one of the most anticipated days uh, of the year for me. And and I tell our players and our staff, when I'm no longer extremely excited about the first day of practice, then I'm out. Right. And I mean that sincerely. So I still get excited about all of those reasons that I did you know, 39 years ago when I got in college coaching. I'm even, I'm happy for the players. I'm happy for the first-time players, for those freshmen. And so each of them gives you uh, a certain feeling or a certain emotion, you know, all based on where they've come from, how they arrived uh, on the hill, what they had to do to get there. Each, each story is different. And so now, you know, as a, as a coach, I'm really happy for them. So uh, the 29th was our first day. So we just today we concluded our sixth uh, practice. And for us, we returned uh, all five starters. So it it's, uh, it takes a lot to to get me excited, to get me feeling really good because, quite frankly, the expectations are higher than they've been. And uh, so now the, the challenge is finding the incoming guys, those, those uh, three or four new guys that we know that we need to be able to count on to get us over the hump. So I, I, I know what I'm going to get from the starting five. And you, you can't beat experience. And uh, so they, they, they've proven they were the, the MEACs best defensive team. Uh, we were what, eighth in the nation in defending the three-point shot. So I know what I'm going to get from those guys. But again, that said, we're going to need help from three or four of our newcomers to be able to win the SWAC championship, and that's the goal. This is, uh, Coach, your, your fifth season uh, in Tallahassee as the head coach, and it seems like every year has started with different challenges and expectations from your first year coming in to uh, to obviously the, the COVID year and the, and the years in between. But uh, is there a sense of moving into a new conference, 
what type of challenges does that bring forth for you and your staff moving into the new conference for this upcoming season? Well, it, it brings a lot of challenges. Um, you know, each year there there are those those challenges that each team presents that you didn't play the previous year. You know, because it's it's so much unknown. So the SWAC is going from ten teams to twelve teams. So now, what well, well, technically you could say we have eleven teams that we know little to nothing about because Bethune Cookman has a new coach. One, they did right. not play last year. They set out last year. So that familiarization that we had with those players, we don't even know how many of those guys returned. Totally different coaching staff. So uh, it's uh, we're, it's going to be a learning process. We've already obviously begun scouting. I've begun uh, scouting. I scouted this WAC conference tournament last year, and which is the both games that we that we have, and so I watched a couple of games during the regular season. I really uh, uh, saw a Grambling and Southern. Uh, didn't see Jackson State, but watched uh, Prairie and Texas Southern. And one, I wanted to get a sense for where we were this past season. How would last season's team, last year's team, how would that team have fared? Had it been in the swap, and and I'm I'm comfortable in saying we were we were doing the upper echelon. So and let me be more specific about that. When I came to FAMU, I said once we get the program going, FAMU should finish in the upper echelon every year, and I and I mean that. You know, we we have the facility. You know, we, we have all those things that we need. And of course, you know, budget and those things. You know, there's still some improvement to be made in those areas, and I feel very good about the commitment that Courtney Gossier has made. But yet, we have everything that we need to be one of the upper echelon teams in the league. And here's why that's important. Because if you're one of the upper echelon teams in the league, that means you're receiving uh, a good seed in the first round. Now, let me mention that the SWAT doesn't send – all 12 teams to the conference tournament, which I'm not a fan of. The majority of the coaches, and not all of them, are not a fan of that. We had our head coaches, men head coaches meeting today. The commissioner let it be known, neither is he. That said, the committee right now, that's what that's where we that's where they are. So the SWAC has two more years remaining on a on a on a much you know if uh, we pick low it'll, it'll give me a chance to say to our guys that they don't think very much of you you know so yeah, that's a that's a sign of disrespect you know you you use whatever motivation you can to get those guys going but but that said uh, I'm excited about doing this swag geographically I think it's much better with your health. Uh, a lot of uh, bus rides, but those bus rides would be more than would be in the vicinity of us uh, going to South Carolina State, and so or or less, maybe one or two a little longer, but for the most part in that ballpark. But to know that conference tournament would be about a five-hour drive. You got Alabama State four hours, so most of the games would be in the six six and a half-hour bus ride range. So there's a lot to look forward to. 
lot, a lot of reasons to be excited. Calvin, what do you got? Coach, I want to ask you about the uh, agreement with the Pac-12 and um, the SWAG. And um, just what are your thoughts about that agreement? Um, what's, the, what's the pluses and so forth? And if you have any information, how did that come about? I, I don't know if I can tell you specifically how it came about, but what yeah. I what I can say it um, it's historical in every stretch by any measure. Mm -hmm. So you know you know you know Kelvin uh, a couple of years ago you were traveling with us, and so you know about the guarantee games. And not that the HBCUs are the only schools that have to play guarantee games. That that perception is out there, which which could not be further from the truth. There's no way programs like the University of North Florida could stay afloat without guarantee games. When when like us, they get no money from the state. You can't use state money, and they don't have football. So so, but but anyway, uh, so to have a Power Five conference. It's going to travel to an HBCU campus. Rarely has that happened. And, and, and so over the course of two seasons, all 12 members will, will travel to HBCU to SWAT schools. So that, that, that's, uh, and, and it just, it just bodes well, speaks volumes about the leadership of Dr. Charles McClellan, his leadership, his vision, how highly he's thought of around the country. And so I, I, uh, I could not be more excited about it. Initially, when it came out, I was led to believe that we were going to play USC. But I had oh, no okay. idea it was going to come about so quickly. And of course, as you know, Kelvin, two years ago, we opened this, we opened the, 19-20 season at USC, mm -hmm. and and you you were there to witness uh, the yep. 100 150 rattler that 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 showed up. Some even showed up the night before to have dinner with us. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So we yeah, so well. It's it's it, it's it's really historical, and and. Uh, I think I would be selling this thing short if I didn't mention that there are some, I think they're yet to be ironed out, but there's also, there's some educational components to this as well. So a part of the, the, the plan is for those schools to learn more about each other. Of course, we go out, we go play at, at those schools all the time. As a matter of fact, we'll play our sixth game this this season against a Pac-12 opponent. We played Oregon twice, so we're playing Arizona State this year, so this will be our sixth game against a Pac-12 opponent. Uh, so, but to have them come to our campus, that's, uh, that's unbelievable. And so Oregon will come to us in November of 23. And so it looks like the dates, I was concerned, that the dates may be such that our students may be away for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. 
but the dates are such that the game will actually take place prior to the classic. So uh, again, I I can't say enough good things about it. It's just uh, it's unbelievable. Hey, do, do you do you do you realize that there are schools in each of those respective states where the Pac-12 teams are located? They can't get they can't get teams to come. USC is not going to go to Santa Barbara. How about that? UCLA is not going to go to Cal Irvine. They're wow. not going to go to San Diego State. That that just puts it in perspective. And I, I hope our fans and alums will see yes. this accomplishment for, for what it is. Great points, great points. Kofi, what do you got? So, how you doing, man? Good to see you, as I'm, always. I'm well. I and, haven't um, seen you in a while, man. Where you been? Yeah, I'm in Jacksonville. Okay. Yes, sir. But uh, what I, I wanted to ask was, what is that now? <laughs> I missed that. You did some more noise. noise. <laughs> <sighs> do that. Do that. I appreciate it. Um. Let's talk about recruitment and the top freshmen that uh, you have coming in and give us some names of some people that we should be looking out for. And um, the second part is, is obviously with LeBron James sponsoring FAMU Athletics, um, how in-depth or how close are we in recruiting his son or son and coming to play for Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. no so y'all know y'all want to know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we did. We did. All right. You 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 just went one for two. conference last year. He also made the, the all-defensive team. I ain't gosh, what did I say? Yeah, he's, he's, he'll graduate this, this December in three and a half hours, so three and a half years in, in uh, pre-physical therapy. You know, it's just, I can't say enough good things. You, just, you, you know, he just uh, plays on both ends of the floor. Uh, DJ Jones, DJ is looking Better than we've seen him look. It's like after last season ended, it's like a light went on in his head. So for the first time, he he, he, he began to show more interest in the game. He began to show love. You know, sometimes, you know, in our respective ways and, and, and situations, sometimes when we kind of see closure, you know, we see all of a sudden we don't know what tomorrow holds. It, it impacts us differently. So he began to reach out to his brother's agency about some opportunities to play. And so they really had not seen him play a great deal, but what they shared with him was very valuable information that because of the pandemic, the players that had come out of college the previous year didn't get very many opportunities. 
to go overseas. If I'm not mistaken, there were fewer call-ups from the G League by the NBA last year than perhaps there's been in maybe the previous 15 or 20 years. So in other words, this year's college crop who didn't get drafted, they were going to be in a long, at the end of a long line behind all of those guys last year who didn't get opportunities. So he was, in, he was encouraged that if you could come back just for another year, come back. So we really weren't banking on it. And he asked about it. We said, we said, of course. And so he's really, really playing well, really expanding his game. Uh, Bryce Moraine would kind of be considered maybe the middle linebacker or, or a guy or safety who calls the defensive signal. Very, very valuable. Uh, Cameron Reeves is back and healthy. And if there was an award for a player who, who takes the most charges, he'd, lead, he'd win that award every year in the, in the league. Uh, and but but and, but those guys they play all play so well. I mean, Jalen Spear, arguably, you can make a strong case that he should have been MEAC freshman of the year last year. Mm-hmm. If you just went by stats alone, he should have won it. But the fact that we did not play any of the teams from the north, I think that really you know weighed weighed mm-hmm. heavily, you know, a, a, against him. But he can really score the basketball. And uh, we recruited him as a point guard. He's not really a point guard. He just, he's just a guard. You know, you, you have to give him a lot of freedom. You just can't, you know, ask him to, to maybe run your offense. But he can score the ball. He's excited. He's fun to watch. And uh, in terms of newcomers, uh, Chase, Chase uh, Bars. For 2018, he was the most valuable player of the um, Capital City Classic. And uh, he, he signed it out of high school. He's from Berkeley Prep in Tampa. He signed with Western Michigan. And uh, things that have played quite a bit of freshman year, sophomore year, just went downhill. Anyway, he wanted to come back home. His uh, parents reached out. So he's capable. He's Physically, he's our most explosive player. So I said to him, maybe first or second day here, I said, let me see if you can touch the top of the square. And we just finished the hour and a half workout, and he just casually put his entire hand above the square. So he, he's really explosive. He shoots the ball better than what I, I think. And so now um, we've got to get him – to rebound the basketball because if he if he'll put forth the effort, it'd be very difficult to keep him off the off the board. He can really uh, protect the rim as well. So he's one we're really really counting on. If we're going to have the kind of year that we're capable of having, he's going to be right there at the heart of it. And we have a 6'9", 245, 250 legend Stamps, who's from Southern California. He has a big body. He's capable of uh, just being a, a, a low-post threat. And then uh, through, through the help of uh, our good friend and congressman, uh, Al Lawson, we have a 6'5 transfer from Seton Hall by the name of uh, Domingo Stevens, who can really, really shoot the basketball. Wow. Uh, now, I don't know if he can defend any of us on this on this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, 
And Kelvin, Kelvin, you around me for two years, so you know if you don't defend, you're gonna have a hard time playing. That's right. Uh, that's right. But as I say that, Kelvin, it's my job to try to find a way to get that what does on the floor. <laughs> so so we we uh we we're making some adjustments, you know, defensively, maybe trying to not extend as much. Really trying to kind of find very similar to uh, I think Amanda Stevens, and he's a he's a, a true freshman. But those guys are a little bit behind. So Amanda Stevens and Chase Bars, uh, legend staff, those are the three guys that we're really really counting on. And then we have Jameer Jameer Williams, who's a second generation FAMU, and his both his parents uh, came out of FAMU early nineties to hail from uh, St. Augustine. Now he's six four. He's one of the best on ball defenders that, that I've seen in a long time. If he can just stay healthy, so I feel good about the pieces that we have. Now the LeBron deal, the the Nike LeBron deal was extremely extremely impactful. Uh, the University of Akron uh, is the only other school, to my knowledge, that that LeBron is as tied to as he will be for FAMU. In terms of you, you seeing a team in their uniform having the LeBron uh, logo on them, just, uh, I'm sure there's gear and sneakers and things that Akron would get that other people don't get with that being his hometown and so forth. As it turns out, we played at Akron this year. And so we, we, were, we, were, we were hopeful that the scheduling gods would, would do us a favor and, and have the Lakers playing in Detroit or Cleveland around that time, but it didn't work out that way. But that said, there's some scholarship, huge scholarship money that's a part of the contract. contract. And so our administration, uh, Dr. Hudson has, has partnered, they're gonna, he's gonna adopt LeBron School, called the I Promise School. So our team and a couple of members of the administration, we're going to uh, <clears throat> make some presentations and, and maybe do a small clinic uh, at LeBron's I Promise School the day after we play Akron and the day before we play Cincinnati. Now, the last part of that question, uh, you know, you, only thing you can say about a recruit is that you recruited them. The rules forbid me from saying anything else. And that's <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, we got you there, Coach. We froze up for a little second. Uh, we 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 understand. We 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 understand. We 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 understand. We got it. Hey, uh, but we we will be. Uh, we will be definitely uh, uh, shouting out and following. All of Rattler Nation should be following uh, young Mr. James. That's all I'm going to say, uh, Rattler Nation. You, you make sure you, you you put that pressure on social media and you follow that young man uh, <laughs> because it just it just makes sense, right? It just makes sense. So, Well, you know, I'll just say this. It's uh, – it, it's uh, – <laughs> It, it's uh, it, it's about as it's, it's about as unique of a situation, you know, as you as you can get. And yeah. of course, 
it's not as easy as it as it as it looks. Um, and so there, there's some there's some there's some challenges there that we yeah. you know that we'll obviously have to just work through and work around. Just just given you know who given who he is, but yeah. but yet uh, you know what LeBron has done and continues to do. Uh, benefits not only our basketball program but the athletic department, the university. Uh, how, how many hits, for example, that that you get last week when you walked in in a family sweatshirt? Yeah. You know you you can't you can't buy that type of that advertisement, that type of publicity. And so I don't want to speak out of turn, but you all may know more about it than I do. But I've been told that. Uh, Academy sports uh, is going to carry as large or a larger se- se- selection of gear than what we've experienced before. And as a matter of fact, I went out to uh, looking for something that Dick Sporting did last week, and the manager in there mentioned to me, well, we don't have much now, and we're going to carry even less because of what what I've been told Academy is going to have. So anyway, that's uh, monetarily, just across the board, that's an outstanding deal and very, very unique deal. And I, I'm, I know I'm fortunate. I, I can speak for Coach Simmons, all of the coaches, as well as our student athletes and administration in terms of the benefit. We, we've, all, we've already seen benefits in terms of just uh, from 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 prospects, here that we're including and so forth. Right. All right, Coach. We we appreciate your time this evening. Uh, great to great to be able to kind of hear about the program, uh, where we're at, and and and, and uh, the young men that are going to be uh, doing uh, taking up taking up action in the SWAC this year. Uh, we're looking to go for another year in the positive in the upper echelon, as you like to say, of the uh, SWAC and. Uh, Hey, there's some home games. I'm excited that there are home games in November and December. So I think that is a great opportunity for Rattler Nation to see this team uh, in person. Go ahead, Coach. I know you got you know you want one, one more thing you want to add. Go ahead. I'm glad you mentioned that because this is the first time during my tenure here that we would have had three non-conference home games, and yep. you know, uh, uh, Lemoyne Owen and and. Uh, uh, Fort Valley State helped us out a couple of years ago when we had we asked them to back up. Kelvin, you signed the contract or whatever. <laughs> made sure it got signed, so you may remember yeah. that. We asked yeah. them to back it up, and they and they agreed to back it up without a penalty, without us having to to pay anything. So we thought it was only right that we honored that agreement, and then but now also to get Florida Gulf Coast to come to us. That, that, that's huge. We want to our players to have as many home games as possible. And I'll say a couple more things. You're going to hear about a huge, huge game, or non-conference game, won't be at home. You're going to be blown away with the, with the opponent for the 22-23 season. I'll leave it at that. And the last thing I want to just put out there, and this is something for you all and for the audience to, to know, recruiting, I think, has, got, has changed already. And it's going to, I don't know, one of the things back with ever. Unfortunately, you're going to see fear and fear high school 
basketball player with the opportunities that they had in the past because of the transfer of portal. And when you factor in the pressure that most coaches face to win right away, and you can get a player that's already had a year, two or three years of college experience, then you, you're going to take that player more often than not over a high school kid who you don't know, he may fall victim to homesickness. It might just take him a whole lot longer than what you anticipated to be ready to step in and play. And most of them aren't going to be ready to step in and make their puzzle step right away. And a lot of them anymore, they're just not going to wait their turn. So the transfer of Florida has already become a priority. Then second, it's going to be, in the pecking order, it's going to be JUCO players. So unless you're a top 100, top 125 high school player, unfortunately, it's just not going to be as many opportunities. I run into a lot of coaches this past summer that said they won't be recruiting any more high school guys. And I just wanted to throw that out there to you guys for your own conversations, your own knowledge, so that once you begin to see that happening, you, you will understand. And it's going to affect everybody. Yep. So we're going to sign at least three players the next year, but only one of them will be a high school player. Yeah. And I can see that going forward, you know, not being not more than one in a given year. You know, you never say never, you know, because sometimes, you know, in the last two years we've seen just what? An upsurge in the interest in HBCU, you know, on, on so many levels. So I'm, I'm certainly not going to count us out in terms of the appeal and interest we get from a higher caliber player than what would have been expected five years ago. Right, right. Great, great points, Coach. Uh, hey, um, I, I hope we get a chance to look. You're, you're a month away from the start of the season, which uh, starts November 10th at Kansas State. Uh, so we yeah. wish you wish your guys good health because I know it's a long grind over the next month. And hopefully, before we get into the start, we can head you back on and kind of kind of do this again and, and chop it up and we'll even just block off a whole hour because I feel like we can go on for days. But I know we, we don't yes. have that kind of time yes. and I don't want to keep you up late. So we, we're going to block hey, off a hey, lot of time. Hey, hey I'm, I'm getting ready to, to, uh, to go watch tape, man. <laughs> okay. See? Look, co- coach is a night owl. I love it. That's I love it. Yes. Right. That's my coach. Yeah. That's my coach. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, man. Hey, again. Hey, I really, I really, really appreciate it, Kelvin. Uh, hey, man. Really appreciate it, man. And, hey, anytime. Thank you, Coach. Right, we, thank we'll you. definitely be in touch. All right. Thanks so much, All right. All right, Thank you, Coach. We're going to a quick break. Right, we'll be back right after these words. ONG Strike Zone. Follow the Black College Sports Network. On social media at MyBCSN1, the number one. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at MyBCSN1. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge. Featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com.
let's get back to getting ticks instead of watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew.